Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists do care. And good morning to you. And thank you so much for joining me right here on 101.9 High FM. This is the Discam Medical Monday. My name is Kathy Kayla, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour. You know, if you're on social media, uh, and you're a woman especially, I'm sure that you got a message that starts like this. Hey, beautiful girl. Have a favor to ask for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Would you put a heart on your Facebook page and then send this message to your woman contacts? This is for women to remember. It's Breast Cancer Prevention Week. Hold your finger down on the message and hit forward. So uh, often these things are hoaxes, but this isn't a hoax because October in South Africa, in fact, I actually think it's international, is uh, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it is so prevalent, and especially in our community, because there's something called uh, the BRCA. It's a BRCA, it's a genetic uh, predisposition to breast cancer in males and females. So if you're a guy, don't think that this is just a woman, a woman's topic. So um, I thought, well, who are we going to get who can talk about it as an expert? Because, you know, we only bring you the top experts here on 101.9 High Feminist, especially on the Disc and Medical Monday show. So uh, we called up Dr. Carol Ann Ben. She's actually considered to be one of the top breast cancer experts in South Africa. And uh, it gives me Hi. tremendous pleasure to welcome you. How are you? Please call me Carol. Okay. Thank you. Not Dr. Ben. No, well, it's actually Professor, but I just... A professor. Carol. You Carol. see, I even Carol. got that wrong. It's fine. Just Carol. <laughs> I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're all on the same platform, aren't we? Yeah. We really are. Yeah. So... Why are we still talking about breast cancer awareness? Why are there, are there still people who are not aware of how to look after the girls? So you I know? think the thing is people are aware and there are various reasons why people choose not to be aware. So people are scared and often scared of um, medicine and scared of what they find. And it's not that they're not aware. I think you know if you've got a headache, you know if you've got a back pain, you know if you've got a lump in your breast, you know if something doesn't feel right. It's what you do about it. And I think that often our environments, our hospital environments, I was answering WhatsApp as I came up the stairs of a BRCA-positive youngster who is battling with her concept of getting care in government services. And it's not that we can't get it. She's just going about it in a clumsy type way so the fact of the matter is everyone is entitled to good health care irrespective of whether you're on a medical aid or not um, all people are at risk in fact 65% of people who get breast cancers have no identifiable risk factors 20% of random genetics on dad and mom's side of breast, colon, stomach and other cancers and less than 10% are actually BRCA1 and 2 or other genetic um, mutations so often ha- what happens is people feel a lump in their breast and they think well it can't be a cancer or I'm too young. Because it's not painful. Absolutely, because it's not painful. Or I'm a male and it's just a moob. So we do see male breast cancers and breast cancers neither, I always say, age is racist or sexist. So it happens. So what we need to do is if there's something wrong, the first thing is you must seek medical attention and you must go for sensible, okay, advice. So in other words, we don't have eyes on our fingers. So any doctor tells you, oh, it's nothing, or you're too young, or it's hormonal, you don't have eyes on your fingers. So no matter how many breasts you examine, okay, obviously sometimes you think, oh, this must definitely be a cancer, and comes back as TB of the breast or something. So you then land up going for a sonar or sonar and mammogram if you're over 50 
go to a good unit, you've paid for the forms, if you're doing it in private, you're entitled to go for second opinions, never rush into operations to find a diagnosis. We do something called a core needle biopsy, get the prices of the biopsy before you go. Because often if you're on a medical aid, you only get registered once you have a confirmed diagnosis. Wow. Okay. So it means that... Um, you're going to have to pay cash up front. That's right. Or your mammogram and ultrasound comes out of, say, your vitality or something. But if you need a biopsy, that is going to come out of your savings or something. And particularly at this time of year, people don't have a lot left in their savings. So you need to be sensible about what you do. Breast cancer is not an emergency. There is no such thing as an emergency breast cancer operation. If your surgeon tells you you need your breast off or both off tomorrow, firstly, breast cancer doesn't jump from one breast to another, and secondly, no one ever died of cancer in the breast. They even, die even if it's even if it's yeah, a, a, yeah. a growth that's growing fast, and on a day-to-day yeah, basis, but, you can feel it. That's getting but bigger. Something that's growing rapidly and fast is like you can see the change day to day is. Unusual to be a breast cancer. It could be an abscess or something. Okay, but even then, if it's growing fast, your treatment, and it is a cancer, would be chemotherapy first and not surgery. So no one ever died of cancer in the breast. It's ability to spread. Okay. That no. is, that's profound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So can we talk about the different signs that something yeah. is amiss? Because... From what I can understand, yeah. it's not always about finding a lump. Absolutely. So we've got to get into the habit of examining our breasts and we lift our arms to the side. Basically, I always say the easiest thing to do is flip up your bra in the morning because then the girls get a bit of a jiggle and you can see if anything doesn't quite look. And remember, I always say gravity is not our friend and gravity hates women more than men and food hates women more than men. So just get used to your body. <laughs> it's your body. Okay. Stop trying to chase the front page of a magazine. Um, one in five people have extra breasts under their arm. So you lift your arms, you see little tags of what looks like fat, it's extra breast tissue. So examine your breast at the flatter end. You've got to look for things like changes on the nipple, pulling in of the nipple, yes, breast lumps, feel for little glands in your armpit. There's a rare presentation of a breast cancer called an inflammatory cancer, where it presents as a red hot inflamed breast. Those are would things. that be both or would it just be one? One, 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 one. So okay. it's when, when so there's change in only one of your absolutely. breasts. Absolutely. So that's a good question. So we do occasionally see bilateral breast cancers, but it's uncommon. It's usually one side. So if one looks different or to another, and understand the fact that our bodies are not symmetrical, so one breast will be bigger, will be lower, okay? So that's important. So... You've got to learn what yeah. is normal. What is what your, is your normal? Your normal. That's right. That's Anything that comment. is outside of what's normal for you, absolutely. That's when you have to sit absolutely. up. Absolutely. It's the same. It's the same with skin cancers. Sure. You know when you look. Okay, uh, so this is my usual skin. Right. We all have blemishes, but this doesn't look the same as right. This one's that's dark. Important. This one's red. Absolutely. Okay. Hundred percent. All right. Yeah. Um, mammograms. Yeah. Can we talk about Absolutely. mammograms? Because so, there, there seems to be a controversy yeah, around yeah. it. So there's no controversy in that it is the... So ma- let's say mammograms do something different to ultrasound. So mammogram is looking for calcifications and changes in density in the breast. It's about driving through the same place in the park, the game park, your game park of your breast and your body, each year looking for change. So there's less radiation exposure than in Santon City or a shopping mall than there is going for a mammogram. 
that's the first thing that we need to know. Okay, important. So, so an ultrasound looks for lumps, solid and cystic lumps, and lymph nodes. That's important. So you do a mammogram and an ultrasound together. In youngsters, we do start with an ultrasound and in pregnant ladies because the breast tissue is dense, so it's easier to see things on sonar. We use MRIs in people who are high risk because that's like flying in a helicopter. Helicopter is more expensive, but you're looking from the top. You're looking for bird's eye view. Change, bird's eye view, yeah. change in, in differences. So all are used in different times and places, and everyone's quick to say, oh, but they only pay every two years. And I always think it's interesting between 16 and 20% of people on vitality only go for their mammograms. So it's all very well for us to complain about only from 50, but we're not going if we have access to the services. And make sure you go to specialized units, units that do it all the time. Be careful of being rushed into unnecessary biopsies. Know the costs before you go. I'm speaking to breast specialist or breast cancer specialist and uh, surgeon Dr. Carol Ben. If you've got any questions, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're going to take SMSs and WhatsApp messages today so that you don't interrupt Dr. Ben. And I will get to your messages. So if you have any questions, comments, please join the conversation. And you do that. Your The SMS number is 34519. That's a text line. You can also send a WhatsApp on 61 1019. This is the Discam Medical Monday. We're talking about breast cancer awareness. My guest is Dr. Carol Ben. I'm Kathy Kayla. Stay with us. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists who care. And uh, thank you so much for staying with us. If you've just joined us, let me tell you that my name is Kathy Kayla. This is the Discam Medical Monday. And my guest is... Uh, breast cancer specialist and surgeon Dr. Carol Ben. We are talking about breast cancer and if you're a man and you're about to think well you know what it's only for the woman it's not. Men get breast cancer. Do we have any stats on that Dr. Ben? So uh, 1% of all breast cancers occur in men Sub-Saharan Africa has a slightly higher incidence of 2-3%. I don't know it's because I run two specialist units in government and private but I've seen six male breast cancers in the last two months. So that's insane that from a high level. Um, I've done three in the government side and three in the private side. And I just think that um, it could be because they know it's a specialist unit, so people are coming in, which is a good thing, because we can reconstruct even with men. So your diagnosis is better. It doesn't Absolutely. necessarily mean that, that so the, there's some increase. Is tre- yeah, but it is slightly higher in sub-Saharan Africa than the rest of the world. And I think um, what we do now, the treatment is identical, male breast cancer to female breast cancer. So similar presentations and... Um, what what we do in the unit is we do a form of a very simple type of reconstruction because I did a study that was published last year. You know, we're very much a stand by the bride type, and for these guys, to very have much, this, a, very very much a society. You know, this, this this cut across the breast, and it's a very pink considered disease, also affects them as well. So I think what we need to know is the psychosocial aspect of how cancer affects everybody. So that's why I'm very fussy to say slow down, don't rush into treatment. Go for second opinions. There are very few indications for a mastectomy. You today, if you choose to do a mastectomy, you keep the skin, you keep the nipples, and you scoop out the inside of the breast. Um, I've wondered people, that about women as well, yeah, because I see women yeah. are having tattoos and they're having breast reconstructions. And yeah, we, we do it immediately, and we keep the nipple in the skin. So we don't even need to. Obviously, if the cancer is right under the nipple, you have to lose the nipple. But the issue around breast cancer treatment is a good multidisciplinary discussion before you start. 
start. So what you want to do is you want to have a plan before you start. Each person's different. Each cancer's different. So, for example, I've got ladies over 70 that I don't ever operate on. They've got slow, lazy cancers, and they can go on a medicine such as tamoxifen and never have surgery. So each person must be individualized. Right to choice must be respected. Um discussions and speaking to people so that they understand what's going on in their body is very, very important. And taking time with the treatment choices and which choices in which order is also important. So there's certain cancers that we prefer never to start with an operation, like some of the triple negatives that have got a slightly higher division rate. We kill them first, and that's improved our survival. What do you mean triple negative? Okay, so it means that the cancers are not estrogen and progesterone sensitive, and they're not um, HER2 positive. So really in the old days we used to stage tumors in terms of how big it was, and everyone would be quick to say, what stage are you? Now we know it's neither about stage or age, it's about biology, it's about behavior, and we divide breast cancer into four different types a lazy, what I call lazy luminal A, one that's got a slightly higher tachyon, a luminal B, and those are both hormone sensitive. It doesn't mean that the hormones are causing the cancers. It means there are hormone drivers on the cancer cell that we can use to treat the cancers. There's something called a HER2 enrich, which has a target inside. So if we use the right treatment, we can play Pac-Man and kill the cells. And those we also prefer not to start with an operation. And again, for most of the triple negatives. But each person must be individualized, and all options you, they, your doctors must go through with you so that you can take time with your decisions and your choices. Incredible. I'm, I'm loving talking to you yeah. because you've just got such a succinct and clear way of, of putting everything. You did touch on medical aids. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've, you, as you said, you work yeah. in the private sector as well as the public yeah, sector. Yeah. How does the healthcare compare between the two? Well, I would like to think in my unit that people get identical and equivalent care. Where um, are your units? Okay, so I have a big unit at Head and Joseph and I have a big unit at Moore Park Near Cape Centre. And I am absolutely fixated on the concept of everyone's entitled to good health care. So, for example, there's no reason if I did, uh, where are we on today? On Friday, I did a lady um, with uh, just a local excision and reconstruction immediately on the table and at Head and Joseph. So people can have breast reconstruction immediately in government. Again, if they have the right um, types of cancers, they should start with chemo first. We often have logistic delays in certain aspects of treatment, not so much in the surgical aspect of what I do, but sometimes delays to radiation, which is not done at Helen Joseph, it's done at Joburg. And I think those are the issues we need to concentrate on. I find that, um, and my unit is very different, it's very culturally people appropriate, we have lots of counsellors, but we've got to change this concept of hostile hospital environments. It's difficult for people to access, particularly on the government side. Because you mentioned earlier this concept of are we are we now not aware? No. People are aware. But if you think about it, you catch a taxi, you go to a clinic. The clinic says, 75 rand, you've taken a day of work, there's no clinic today. We have to refer you here. It is demoralizing for people to access healthcare services in this country. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why they come in with late diagnoses. Because you're like, well, I'm just going to be given the runaround. And that's what we really need to try so hard to prevent. We also need to clearly separate what's elective from what's oncology. So, for example, the young I was dealing with, and I'm going to phone now when I leave, is elective surgery is different. You need to make sure everything else is safe before you do it. Don't 
rush in because because of the fear of a what if and then you have something done and which has potential poor outcomes etc you we must go one step at a time the first rule in medicine is do no further harm safety first and then that we have a communication and open relationship with our patients what are the alternatives you, you know you say that yeah. it's very much about yeah. treatment often becomes about the choice of right. the patient right what are the alternatives i mean i've seen people who have completely yeah. turned down yeah. chemo and then you hear yeah. about the guy who gave up everything and went to live in greece and yeah. Yeah. you know only so ate tomatoes and olive oil and he'd be and he got rid of his galloping cancer. I know, and I know. Okay, that's all so, nonsense. I, I actually don't believe those, those so, stories. So the, the thing is, I always say, where's, where's the proof? So a story of one is not is a story, okay? I, I like things to be data collected, and that's why my units are internationally accredited. So I can say to you, 9 out of 10 people alive and well 10 years down the line. You need statistics. Anyone who says to you they have the cause of cancer and the cure of cancer and 100% Ask them to show you the data. So I think what we need to be aware of, okay, when we inform people, okay, that cancer is a change in a cell line. Cells are born, live, undergo division, and that's when they become little terrorist cells that want to go elsewhere in the body. There are certain rules. So, like I said, no one died of cancer in the breast. So the umbrella is oncology, that systemic is preventing systemic spread. So once you've got an invading cancer, that's the priority. Then there are local treatments like surgery and radiation and many different ways to do things. But there's certain rules around what you should have. I've never seen anyone sign up for a I want to have chemo and I've got no cancer trial. So the fact of the matter is the the words are scary and they frighten us. Now, I have a 91-year-old who's getting a weekly chemo drip. He says to me, I don't ever want surgery. This is easy and it's killed her inflammatory cancer. So I think it's about education and awareness and options. And I don't like the concept of alternative. My son's an insulin-dependent diabetic. And I always say, if you say, my way or the highway, someone eventually takes the highway, has a crash, and you still got to pick up the pieces. We've got to be able to work together with people involved in complementary therapy because certain things help and certain things make situations worse. We need to work with our traditional doctors. We need to work with our homeopaths. We need to work with everybody together because at the end of the day, that patient, that body, we want people safe. And absolutely, like going on a cholesterol medicine has side effects or going on a blood pressure medicine has side effects or going on glucophage has side effects, so does oncology medication. It's how... We explain things to the patient, and oftentimes we're so quick to list potential side effects that people say, I'm not interested in the treatment. You know, if you are an insulin-dependent diabetic, you have to take insulin. The alternative is death. So cancer, unfortunately, is a terrorist cell that's heading around your body. Why do we give things in a drip? Because it's easier to put things in through the highway and the byway than through the esophagus into the acidic stomach where you lose half the treatment, where you need to have bigger doses, if you think of how we give different medicines, that's why we give things either orally, okay, and some of our fanciest oncology drugs are derived purely from plants. So it's not that. Um, That's fascinating. I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've always, yeah. you know, imagined you Chemical know, these bubbling chemicals in pots. Yeah. yeah, no, not at all. So um, taxanes from ash tree bark, one of I think one of the nicest drugs, and we just know its use 
from uh, triple negatives that don't respond so well as a loader is, is derived from um, flowers in France. So there's all sorts of different things in different ways. Obviously, once we work out active ingredients and how they work, we then convert things to chemical substances because otherwise we're going to destroy this beautiful planet that we have. But whether you... Um, look at sustainability, right? Absolutely. Whether it's water, oxygen, etc., things in doses have different effects. They can be poisons or they can be medicines. Like anything. Yeah, like anything. You know, you, you touched on the cause when yeah. people say, well, you know, I've got the cause and I've got the cure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a show actually here on, on High FM called The DL Link. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's Life Links. Yeah. And it's an hour show about cancer and people Amazing. who are warriors. Yeah. Because if you are fighting cancer, you are a warrior, Donna. You are not. I'm going to send you it's, some. It's incredible. I, I write very simply. So I'm going to send you some of the stuff I write. So I've written something called Cancellatus, which is sort of like a Dr. Zeusism. Because let's face it, we all have it. I have it. You think, oh God, is that there? And we have different ways of approaching things. Yeah. And I I write around umbrellas of care, how we should do it. So I'll send you some of the stuff because it's, it's useful in just getting out there to explain to people in simple ways when they should worry and when they shouldn't worry. I mean, you can't change who you basically are. So I'm an anxious, neurotic, obsessive, compulsive. That's who I am. So I need to accept it and play into Which my strengths. Which actually works for you because it works makes you me. very good at what you Absolutely. do. Absolutely. But I always say we must play into our strengths and work out and who helps us with our weaknesses. And it's the same thing if you're going on a cancer journey. You need to choose that circle around you. And I always say to people, watch what comes out your mouth. The person who goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, my aunt died of cancer. Is that helpful? Okay. When basically cancer means crab-like. And I I always say I deal with breast cancer because it's the Disney side of it, not colon or stomach or brain, which is really scary even for me. And the concept is, but everyone puts cancer together. Granny died of cancer. You've got to explain to children that Breast cancer is different to prostate cancer, to stomach, to colon, to this, and why we give medicines and why mommy needs to go to hospital and why people lose their hair. Could he explain things so that people can manage? Why is breast cancer different to other cancers? Because I think that there's so much amazing research that's done in it that we can pick it up earlier because the breasts are so out there. Okay. And, um, the girls girls are out (laughs) there. Yeah. And, um, so we pick things up earlier. We've done more research. We have a better idea of different types of breast cancers. So we have progressed so much on the breast cancer field. I mean, I'm starting to see us make huge progressions in lung and pancreas and this. But those are like such scary things because we just don't seem to be so good at managing it. But we will get there because actually cancer is the disease of the next century. Well, yeah, and yeah. It certainly is. Yeah. When when one looks at um, lung cancer, yeah, can see clearly the connection to yeah, smoking. Yeah. Are there such lines with breast cancer? So I've I heard think things about soya. I've yeah. heard things about so hormone not, disruptors. And no, they're not such clear lines because sixty five percent of the people who get breast cancer have no identifiable risk factors. So what do we know? We wow. know about exercise is important for all of us. We know that picking up weight over fifty over menopause. Okay, so obesity over menopause is important. Surprisingly with youngsters, that seems to be that larger youngsters are less at risk than skinny youngsters. So, you know, the data changes all the time. Now we've got a couple of studies out there to show contraceptive pills in our late 30s and early 40s are an increased risk. There's a lot of data at the moment out there on alcohol, but there's not one thing. We don't know it. 
So the fact of the matter is, don't tick the boxes. It's not in my family. I breastfeed my kids. I exercise. I don't drink. I don't smoke, etc. Therefore, it can't happen to me. I think the fact you've got breasts, you check them and you go for checkups. Interesting, there's a recent release, an article in the U.S. about increased lung cancer across the board, not even in smokers because of pollution. So there's all sorts of things going on. So I'm not here to say um, drink or smoke. I'm here to say the fact of the matter is we're all at risk. Do the checks. Yeah. Do yeah. the checks. Yeah. Go and get those mammograms done. Yeah. But men men don't need to have mammograms. No, so men have, men can have moobs, male breasts, the executors, the gym boys, the etc. And if, if something doesn't feel right, a hard nodule, okay, not a painful little gynecomastia that you've had from too many gym steroids or whatever, then if something doesn't feel right, go and have a sonar done. On a sonar, we'll see what the lump looks like, and if necessary, we do a needle biopsy. The diagnosis is not made with an operation ever. And should be made with a core needle biopsy. Yeah. Um, if a woman finds a lump, yeah. should she wait until after her next no. cycle to have it checked out? No, go and have it. If something doesn't feel right, it wasn't there last month, go and have it checked. Remember, breast cancer is not um, um, Jack's beanstalk. It's not like whew, these things are really slow growing. But still go have it checked. Have it checked, go for an ultrasound. We'll let someone document it who's medical, this is what where, where it is, and then you watch and see for changes. But I always say, go and check it out. We're going to be speaking to a lady by the name of Kiara yes, uh, right. in a little while. Yeah. And we're going to, she's, she's uh, working with yeah, medical she, marijuana. Well, she is actually in charge of research in my unit, yeah. and she has set up an amazing, amazing um a uh, website and organization called the Pink Parasol. Now, how that works is, I always say the umbrella of care is oncology and surgery and radiation, and the, but the concept is the holistic things around it. And so many people are using things anyway that they're not sure how to use and what to use, be it diet, be it medical marijuana, be it supplement X, be it supplement Y. And Kiara works a lot with people um, saying to her, fine, I've got a breast cancer and I'm taking X, Y, and Z. Is it safe? Is it not safe? And I would rather there be that service available. So different types of cancers, um, you can take different supplements. Some you can, some you can't. So that's really her field of expertise in the unit, and she's very, very good at it. So I think... um, when I have to dash off to my next talk, she, you will <laughs> thoroughly enjoy her. She speaks very well, and she's got a huge um, insight into the topic. Why did you get into into this area of speciality? So I was actually a non-rotating registrar, so my partner was a black surgeon, and we didn't go into the white hospitals, and I was very involved in trauma. Okay, And then someone fell down the stairs at Joburg, and I went to see the breast clinic, and I was shocked at how women were treated. It was like a factory of chopping of breasts. So, and I, when I researched and studied and went overseas, they were saving women's breasts. There was a different way of treating women, and the rest is history. I set up a unit in Barra. I had two patients. Everyone said it wasn't a black woman's disease. It's uh, when I was moved from government to Barra, Till, and Joseph. 150 women we were seeing in our Barra clinic. So the fact of the matter is it's a disease that affects everyone and everyone has a right to dignified care. So today you said that you've got um, the two units that so you run? So I have um, Mill Park and Helen Joseph. Helen yes. Joseph is the government unit. Mill Park are, and I'm very That's strict about... Auckland Park. Yeah, right? and I'm very strict about clear hours. So in other words, I see people in private only after hours, so after four and weekends, and then government... 
two clinics on a Tuesday and Thursday and two lists on a Monday and Friday. And please, you're welcome to come. If you do you love what you do? I adore it, yeah. What? Why? Because, you know, I think um, giving back in life or giving forward is so important. And that's important. And I love this country. It's a great country. Yeah, yeah. we've got great yeah. people. Yeah. Our yeah. people are our biggest, yeah. our biggest treasure Absolutely. in this country, in South Africa. Absolutely. If you've got any questions, you're welcome to send them through. And uh, we're going to do that by SMS 34519. Mm-hmm. That's the SMS line. You can also send a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019. My guest this morning has been Dr. Carol Benn, specialist surgeon and uh, breast cancer specialist. You can go and check her out. Just Google her. She's everywhere, man. Oh, she's got to get Santa now. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, red car. If you see a red car behind you, just move out of the way. It's Dr. Ben. She has to get to Santa. <laughs> thank you.